You are listening to episode 142 of Shades Midweek. This is a podcast where we talk about theology, culture, and all things Shades. Happy New Year. That's right. Woo! It is 2023. And we are here with Jonathan Hafes and Brad Brown is back. Brad Brown is back. It's worth a round of applause. In the flesh. Yes. He's with, alive. With an ACL. Apparently, I've been operating without an ACL in my right knee for the past few years. Uh, because when I was in high school, I got a surgery after an ACL tear. So this is my second ACL surgery. And they did a cadaver surgery. So they took a dead person's ACL, I guess, and put it in my leg. And when it tore again, it disintegrated. So I did not have an ACL. And so now they've taken a ligament from my hamstring and turned it into my ACL. And I don't understand how <laughs> surgery or science or medicine or anything works because Brad, that's Brad's, insane. Brad's like part bionic by this point. <laughs> He's some kind of cyborg. 100%. But... Oh. It doesn't feel great, but give it some time, and I know my knee is going to be as good as new. Oh, so, how's recovery look to, uh, com- with 30-something-year-old Brad compared to 18-year-old high school Brad? It is a little different. <laughs> I'm getting a peak of my future. Oh, man. And so moving a little slower, healing a little slower. Don't have the energy that I used to, but... But apparently you do need an ACL. It's... <laughs> People it's ad- need them. It is advised. What's crazy, though, is, I mean, you can function without an ACL as long as you're not doing any type of activity. So, like, if you're <laughs> if you're not playing... As long as you're I, sitting down. I know you walk exactly. a lot. I know I know you're a big yeah. walker. And, um, yep, yep, but, yep. you know, obviously, if you were, like, an NFL athlete, y- you would know pretty quick. That's such a weird thing to be called. Like, man, that guy's a huge walker. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah. It, you just, just a, are, Brad. I'm just a that you big are. walker. Um, but yes, I mean, any let's type be honest, of. Even your favorite sport to play right now involves walking. That's true. A lot of walking. There's a lot of walking in golf, except I'm old, so I don't walk. I ride a you golf ride a cart. <laughs> so even walking is too much. But yeah, any type of pivoting or anything like that. So I was like, you know what? In all seriousness, I was like, I want to be active when my, as my daughter grows up. Mm. So I need to get the surgery. And well, we're so we thankful. Did. We're thankful that you got the surgery, that it was successful, and we are optimistic about your recovery. And most of all, John Mark and I are glad that you are having to go through it and not the two of us. Yes, me too. <laughs> well, we're just glad you're back and that you've recovered all right. We are all off coming off the hills of Christmas and New Year's. Uh, I know, Jonathan, you did some traveling. I did some traveling as well. Everybody good in your household? Yes. Yes, we traveled. You traveled. Brad was stationary. <laughs> I was here. <laughs> With his leg And elevated. barely moved. Oh, but no, yeah, everybody's good. It was, man, it was just good. It was good Christmas, good New Year's, good all around. Two <laughs> thumbs up. Yeah, fantastic. It was <laughs> a busy one for sure. We had a Christmas Eve service, a Christmas Day service. You and I missed the New Year's Day service, but it happened. People were here. Dr. Genelette came and spoke. Mm-hmm. Used the word lugubrious. He did. In a sermon. Um, and, and guys, we won't do that again for 11 years. As far as the whole Christmas Day on a Sunday, New Year's yeah. Day being a Sunday, won't happen again for 11 years. So I'll see wow. you back in that same time when I'm 50. Well, and Let's as, start planning now. As I joked on Christmas morning, Grant Primo and I had a conversation on Christmas Eve about for the next Christmas Day service that will happen in 11 years, let's just all show up in our pajamas. I think that that should be allowed. Listen, I'm for it. Here's what's funny. As with all things Christmas, they're controversial. Pajamas? So, uh, I'm telling you, there there are people who would like object because that there are people I know, maybe in my own life, they're not in my own household, who when they wake up on Christmas morning, everybody in their house has to get ready first. Oh, I had a friend whose family they did want that. their Christmas pictures to not be like all yep. jammies messed up hair kind of stuff. <laughs> so I'm telling you, man. It's just all things Christmas are controversial. You can't Coat get away and tie, from it. opening up presents, 
It's like a Don Draper Christmas. Oh, my word. Anyway, well, here we are. Yep. 2023, but we can't stop talking about 2022. That's right. So much to reflect on, so much to remember, and so much to talk about today. So, I think that that's what we're going to spend all of today doing, except a couple of orders of business that we have to take care of right here at the beginning. For instance, I want to know, what is going to be the first album chosen for 2023's installment of JM's album of wow. the week. Wow. This is a lot of pressure, guys. JM's <laughs> album of the week. I like it already. There must be some way out of here, said the Joker to the thief. Who's covering Hendrix right now? Too much confusion, and I well, you know who wrote this song? It wasn't Hendrix? Who, who is the greatest songwriter of all time? Oh, my word. Greatest songwriter of all <laughs> well, time? in my opinion. <laughs> uh, Bob Dylan. Uh, yes. Michael okay. W. Smith. Okay. I, I thought when you said it wasn't Hendrix that wrote this, I was like, was it Bob Dylan? Well, Hendrix, Hendrix was a huge Bob Dylan fan, which is why he covered this song along, along the Watchtower. There's also a fa- obviously a famous Dave Matthews band does the massive cover of this song. Which I'd too. always thought that Dave's cover was a version of, of Hendrix. Hendrix's. Yeah, it's, oh, wow. it all plays off of Dylan. Everybody loves Dylan. But check this out. On the topic of Bob Dylan, that's what this album is in reference to. Oh, nice. This album came out in 1969. And it's called Dylan's Gospel. Uh, this would obviously be before he uh, converted to Christianity and released gospel music himself. The artist is called The Brothers and Sisters. Let me just tell you a little bit about this record. Uh, actually, Grant Primo sent this to me. Dylan's Gospel is the only studio album by The Brothers and Sisters of L.A., a group of vocalists working as session musicians in L.A. during the album's recording in June 1969. It was organized by Lou Adler specifically to record the album, which consists of gospel music-style covers of Bob Dylan's songs. Dude, this is wild. So some of these vocalists... uh, Did you guys ever watch that documentary? I think it was called 20 Feet from Stardom. It was about all the... Oh, man... It is I such gotta a check great. It out. If you like music documentaries, uh, I think it's called Twenty Feet from Stardom. It's about all the ba- famous background vocals. Yeah, yeah. And, it's, and it focuses a lot in the '60s as well, like session uh, vocalists. But some of these were in that. Some of these uh, women and men were in that documentary. Do you know what it's on? Gosh, I watched it on Netflix. I feel like I'll look, a I'll few look. years going. ago, but. Check out this album. It is gospel versions of Bob Dylan songs. Check this out. So that was all along the Watchtower. Here's the times they are changing. Just goes to show you how great Dylan is. What is that on, HBO Max? Yeah, uh, 20 Feet from Stardom on HBO Max. Go watch 20 Feet from Stardom on HBO Max. If you just want some good info on famous background vocalists throughout the years. But this is called Dylan's Gospel. It's an incredible record. Thank you, Grant Primo, for sending it to me. Dude, I'm excited about About a month ago. Mm -hmm. It is fantastic. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Is it on vinyl? I don't know. That I don't know. My guess is mm. that they probably did one pre- like an original pressing of it, yeah. and it's probably really hard to find. Probably would be, would be my guess, but that would be a good one to get on vinyl, on wax. All right, Brad. I well, here's it. what we're gonna do. Since we're doing 2022, would you mind giving us your favorite books of 2022 for today's segment of Bradford's Book Club? No doubt. 
I was really hoping for a new jingle for 2023 for Bradford's Book Club. That's what I asked Santa for. If you ever found this on vinyl, it'd be like a dual album. Thank you to the Charleston Boys Choir for that lovely intro to Bradford's Book Club. We're grateful for your donation to what we're trying to do here. Welcome to the first edition in 2023 at Bradford's Book Club. But before we can move forward, we must go back and return to 2022, which is what we're going to do today. And I'm going to list my top five books from 2022. There's so many How do you narrow it down, Brad? That's a great question. I'm glad you asked. The way I'm narrowing it down is these are books that were written in 2022, not just books that I read in 2022. And I believe all these books were recommended on Bradford's Book Club. So here they are. The order bears no consequence. First... The Life We're Looking For, Reclaiming Relationship in a Technological World by Andy Crouch. Crouch, once again, has lots of insights in how to live wisely with technology. One thing I'll never forget for that book is how he talks about uh, sometimes when he has people over, he'll turn off the lights and just have candlelight and then a fire. And he says it's actually the technology of fire that keeps everyone together. When it's cold outside, everyone's huddled around the dinner table and then everyone's huddled around the fireplace. Can I just interject and say that for Christmas time, we talked about this on the podcast, but we had a cold snap of weather yep. that had not been seen during Christmas in 30 years in the state of Alabama. And I, and I know you did too, Jonathan, I had a fire going every day during that cold snap and it was completely incredible. It was, mm. it, it was the best thing. Can yeah. I tell you? Can I tell you that the first day of that cold snap, I got my living room so Me stinking too. hot. Yeah, I was just, I was so excited. It just, it's just so good. You know, my my heat ran like all day those those three or four days, and it actually killed our bushes out front. the The freeze killed our bushes. Yeah. Whoa. Well, and it's interesting. You know, sometimes we're like, "Gosh, our family never gathers together." And who would think to blame centralized heat and air? <laughs> yeah the who real, would think but you know culprit. if it's cold outside you turn off the heat and the only warm place in the house is a fire surprisingly you might find everyone in the house you know Next surrounded the by the fire, fire. Right. How, so how, anyway how many books are on your list five sorry okay <laughs> at least it's not we'll ten move, we'll move faster number two you're only human how your limits reflect god's design and why that's a good thing excuse me good news by kelly capick capick is a theologian but also also writes also writes also writes on a practical level and what a refreshing book about the beauty of our human limitations third book a book by johan hari who i've talked about on the podcast before stolen focus why you can't pay attention and how to think Deeply again, to give the Jonathan Hayes preface, while I don't agree with all of Hari's conclusions, nonetheless, I benefited from many things that he pointed out in the book about our lack of um, ability to focus. And so I think you'll enjoy it as well. Uh, second to last, The Beatitudes Through the Ages by Rebecca Eklund. Uh, Jonathan Pennington said that this is now the work to go to for the Beatitudes. So Eklund looks at the Beatitudes uh, through the lens of church history and how it's been interpreted through the years and then brings that in conversation with modern biblical scholarship. And it's just a delight to read. I, I read not the whole thing, but I read portions of that when we were going through. Yeah, the so helpful for preaching. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, yeah. And then finally... Why God Makes Sense in a World That Doesn't, The Beauty of Christian Theism by Gavin Ortland. I think Gavin rightly points out that what we need today is a vision of the beauty, the transcendence, the awe of God. And really, uh, that's what he, he does in that book as he sets that before us and shows us why the Christian faith is truly beautiful and not just 
rational as some other works of apologetics seek to do. Mm. So those are my five. There are so many more. I'm sure many of you are angry that I didn't reference others. That's okay. I'm so mad. You can process your anger and email John Mark. That's it. Fantastic. Right. Well, speaking of beauty and transcendence, how about some tacos? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you are hearing this song for the last time. No. On the Shades Midweek Podcast. What I wanted John Mark to do was to find a way to like put this song in a minor key or something and make it really slow and depressing. Oh, my word. Since it would be the last time, but he wasn't able to do it. Okay. That's right. We're wrapping up the taco tour, uh, partially because I think everybody's tired of it, and uh, we need to eat something besides tacos together, and partially out of necessity. Is this the time we should talk about this? I mean, we can talk about it in detail later, but we should say that Bradford Brown is about to no longer be with us. Oh, what? That's right. ACL surgery about? went horribly. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm going to die in a week. No, he's quitting. No, it's none of <laughs> those last things. Week, he, was, he was fired. It's no, none of those things. <laughs> not that either. No, Bradford Brown is about to head on his first ever sabbatical, ladies and gentlemen. All right. So one of the great and gracious things that Shades Valley Community Church does for its pastors is it allows us to take a three-month sabbatical uh, once every seven years. Uh, that was really easy to determine when my seven years was because I started as a full-time employee here yep. at Shades. But with John, Mark, and Brad, they both started as part-time and then moved to full-time. So we had to do kind of some calculations with the elders. And then we also tried to schedule it so that none of us are ever going to be on sabbatical at the same time because that would oh, not man. be helpful for obvious reasons. So The other person would quit. Right. So Brad is going to be taking his first sabbatical this year, and then John Marks, I don't remember, is it next year or the next? Dude, I don't know. We'll, I don't know. We'll have to look at we'll, it. We, we'll, we have it written down we'll somewhere. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> We've thought this out, okay? But, but John Marks will be next, and then I'll get one again eventually. So, But yeah, so Brad's is coming up. So coming up. when are the official dates, Brad? The official dates are going to be January 22nd will be my last day at Shades, right? <laughs> yep, I think so. I think that's right. Love, love that we did all these details. That's we correct. We should assure everyone this is written down somewhere. And then I'm going to be back Easter Sunday, Yep, which is going to be great to yep. be able to celebrate with everyone. So we can talk more about sabbaticals later, and maybe we'll do that in like maybe our next episode. We'll have a moment to be able to do that and tell everybody cool. like why they're important and why we do them and all that's that. That's right. But right now, you just need to know that that's one of the reasons we're bringing this taco tour to a conclusion because we want Brad to be a part of. And not because it's gone on for way too long. <gasps> Definitely That's not. for sure. Now, before we get into our final tallies and all of that, uh, Jonathan and I, while Brad was out, actually went on a taco tour by, by ourselves of a restaurant that or a food truck that we had never heard of that's here locally in Homewood. So I wanted to play a little sample of our trip that day and what we experienced. Me and Jonathan are in the car and we're going to a place that we had never really heard there of. There it is, there it is. It's hot pink, man. Turn right it's here? Yeah, Turn it's right, right here. Okay. It's closer than the blue taco truck. And this place is called Tacos Mommy, Mommy Nor. That is what it's called. M-A-M-I, Mommy Nor. JM said it means what? Mommy Cloud. Mommy Cloud. So, what is this place? I don't know, but there's people here. Yeah, explain where we are. Like, if you're coming from the church, if explain. you're coming from the church, you turn onto Scott Street, which is that little bitty street that basically cuts between Seeds and Rinaldi's, is it? Or whatever. Yeah. I don't remember exactly right where it is. If you're coming out of the church and you go left, it's like the first street to your left before you get to like the weird intersection yeah it's like behind the hardies yeah and you like drive straight through like you would be going to jim and nick's that's right behind us you go through that light and you just kind of curve around turns out they're cash only so we are having to figure that out this is a pink food truck there's like a there's like a crawfish food truck that i see yellow bicycle commissary. commissary yeah yeah so they operate out of the yellow bicycle Interesting. Is that what this is? Yeah, that that because that truck has a yellow bicycle label on it too. Apparently. We're gonna go track down some money, and <laughs> we'll be back shortly. 
Okay, so we're already off to a strange start. It's been a um, weird one. It took a long time to get our food. There, there were five customers were in front of us, but that's not anything compared to what Dos Hermanos or some of these places experience. John, Mark, and I ordered the exact same thing. We think we did. Our totals were different. Yeah. Our receipts were different. Yep, see? Our tacos look, at, look different. The tacos are... The, the sausage the is pork, the same. Sausage. So that's my steak yeah, version right you there. You got like a spicy thing, and then they asked if you wanted potatoes on yours. So I don't know what's happening, but we're about to find out. We've made a horrible mistake. What is that? Wow! <laughs> what, what is that? Wow! What, what happened? I just tasted it to see what it was so to see if I wanted to pour it on. It's like, I think it's onions in this little thing, but it's like soaked in like lime so it's extremely citrusy and has just a little bit of kick just take one of those what is it i don't know i'm gonna try the weird one first i guess because <laughs> i just i don't even know what's Dude, going i'm not on. gonna lie i like that okay so my taco came with a bunch of rice in it it's not really what i expected their tortillas are a little bit different too okay that's pretty tasty there's a lot of flavor i mean it's tasty i just it's not props, what i was expecting props for one of the most unique taco experiences we've had. The menu was really unclear too. The menu really didn't have like a list of meats or anything like we had to ask them. Yeah, what meats they had. And I don't even know that we got a full list, a comprehensive list. I'm not sure we did. Well, this one's for you, Brad. Pour one out for Brad. All right. <laughs> yeah, you're glad wow. you missed that one, aren't you? So wait, is this, was it an actual taco truck? Yes. yes. Yeah, it's it pink. Had, you can't it had, miss it. It had eyes and lips on it. it had eyelashes on the headlights. Okay. Dude, it's this wild. was the weirdest experience John Mark or I have had. And I, I kind of want you to go just to watch you go through it. I don't know. So personally, I don't ever want to go back. Me it's either. not that the food was terrible. I just don't ever want to go back. No okay. lie, Brad. Jonathan and I, it took us nearly 30 minutes to get tacos. Solid. Solid 30 minutes. Oh, after wow. This is after we ordered. Yeah. We just stood there, and there were five people waiting, too. Oh, yeah. And the, everyone was just standing there. Like, I don't know what was going on inside that truck. It had to be, it had to be like, like putting together an order for somebody that was going to yes. come pick it up or something. I think there was something going on. Uh, the other thing was, and this is what happened and what Jonathan can explain further, but... Apparently, there are two different types of tacos that they order. We didn't really know that. So one is like a standard street taco with cilantro onion. One is like some other taco that has potatoes on it. It's some kind of insane is what it is. And and you got that. You got the potatoes. And Brad, there that was no list of meat. I, I think two of mine were like that, and one was not. Which there, is like a there standard. There was no list like of every meat place on the menu. That's been how. Nothing was normal about this experience, okay? <laughs> So wow. we come back, we think we order the same thing, we open up our boxes, and Jonathan's tacos are different. Two of his have, like, the potatoes. Oh, okay, that, well, that makes sense. Covered and in two, stuff. One of mine has potatoes, but two of mine are, like, street style with, like, the cilantro and onions and all of that. It was just bad. So what I did, Jonathan, is I didn't even bother. <laughs> I just said, six out of ten, no need to go any further. <laughs> so I, I can concur with that. Wow. I can just totally get on board with that. Okay. Man, what a way to end it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if anyone should go there. It is weird. It's like a it's like a it looks like a restaurant, uh, but it's a commissary where a bunch of food trucks use it as yeah. their kitchen. Okay. And then there are like three or four food trucks in, on in site the yeah. in the lot. But the taco one was actually serving food uh in the lot. Yeah. It was really bizarre. It was. Wow. Well, I think what we wow. do from here is each of us give our, like, favorite taco and our favorite taco place. And then maybe we pause off air to average some scores and <laughs> give the official Shades midweek total. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine with that. Why don't you guys go first? Because I've done something unique with my numbers. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> of course he has. All right. My favorite and highest rated taco comes from, I know this is going to shock everybody. 
long. <laughs> it's so long. Oh, it comes from Los Valadores. Oh, oh wow. Yeah, the Asada Taco. Whoa. The Asada Taco at Los Valadores. Now, I will tell you, it is not my highest rated thing. My highest rated thing is the Sopa from La Taquiera Eradura. Whoa. Okay. But that doesn't count because it's not a taco. Oh, my goodness. So, But, yes, that is my highest rated taco, the Asada Taco from Los Valadores. Los Valadores, I should say, is not my highest rated place. We'll get to that in a minute. Okay. Brad, Brad. highest rated taco. Okay. So... <laughs> Tell us what you like, Brad. Well, I have to preface. At the end of the day... This podcast is going to be four hours. At the end of the day, I looked at the numbers. Yeah. And I set them aside. And okay. you know what I looked at? My, my heart. heart. Okay. I Do looked I at my heart. Him? And you know what my heart told me? My heart told me the Al Pastor Taco from Los Hermanos. Dos Hermanos. <laughs> Two brothers, not the brothers, but two brothers. <laughs> Sorry, that was another place that's in a different city. Dos Hermanos. Al Pastor, I like it, I like it. I wonder Al Pastor, if that, I wonder if phenomenal. Was, it blew me away. I wasn't expecting it. It caught me by surprise. That, right. that was my highest rated Al Pastor taco. Dos Hermanos. Phenomenal. All right, my favorite taco out of all the tacos... Was I wish this drum roll was just three seconds short. No, it, it, it you builds. Could just, you could just stop it. It the, builds tension. The Campechanos taco from Taqueria La Eradura. Oh, the first one that we went to, I gave it a nine and a half out of ten. Oh, yeah. so that was my favorite. So you didn't have a ten out of ten. I didn't have a ten out of ten taco. No, I did not. Hmm. My sopa wonder, was. I wonder what that says nine. about you. It's nine point nine. Oh, all right. Well, let's go with uh, our top-rated place overall. Okay. okay. So, coming in, and I'm not ashamed to say it, my <laughs> favorite taco place, according to my numbers, yes, is Dos Hermanos. Wow. Like, the okay. standard. And I, I think that's what did it. I think what did it was they were consistently good across the board. Everything I had it was, that was, a great experience. was awesome. Mm -hmm. Everything was awesome. Mm-hmm. All right, Brad, what Brad. you got? All right. Coming in. Dos Hermanos as well. Wow. For, I haven't gone in years. That was the first one I went to, and I've come back to my first love. Mm. Mm. <coughs> it's true. All right. Here's what I did with my numbers. Oh, my goodness. Sorry. <clears throat> got to clear my throat up. All right, I'll try not to take too long but basically what i did was i took the average taco score divided it by number of tacos eaten and that gave me a total taco score then out of that uh, so that total taco score of uh, sorry let me start over so now, now i'm confused <laughs> i'm following myself. you i'm following okay. you i, I took math. i took the ratings of each taco from each restaurant then each restaurant got a total taco score that then averaged out by the amount of tacos that i got then I took the rating that I gave the restaurant or the food truck, if you will, and then I took those two numbers, added those together, the taco score average and the restaurant score rating, and that gave me my, my rating for each food truck, just the total overall average of, okay, between taco and overall, this is what I got. Okay, so with Taqueria La Eradura, I had a total score of 32. That averages out to an 8 out of 10 on the tacos. I had a 9.5 out of 10 on the restaurant score, which came to 8.75. All right, 8.75. Gordo's, no need to go into that. It ended up averaging a total score of 6.48. So it came in last place. All right, Los Valadores. I had a total taco score of 30 points, which divided out. Averaged out to 7.625 out of 10. I gave it a 9 out of 10 restaurant score, which brings my number to 8.3125. Dos Hermanos, a total score of 33, which is the most out of any of the taco scores. So that brought me to an 8.25 average per taco. That's the highest. But it was 9.3 out of 10 on overall restaurant 
which actually brought it to a rating of 8.775. For those who are keeping track at home, that is the highest so far. <laughs> Takamura Loco was a little tricky. We only had three tacos there. We should have let you do this with <laughs> all of our numbers and just called it a day. I don't think Brad or I, either one, are following anymore. Taco Moro Loco, here's the issue there. I only had three tacos, so I was telling Brad this earlier. How do I even make that fair? The total score out of three tacos is 8.83. That's more than any of the other taco places. But that's uh. only because I had three. So I said to myself, well, I got chicken at a few of these places. So I took the average chicken taco rating, 6.16, filtered that into the total score of Taco Moro Loco, which brought it to 32.6 total points, bringing the average taco score down to 8.15. When you factor that in with my overall restaurant score of 9 out of 10, 8.575 is what I gave Taco Moro Loco, which is just below Taqueria La You're around there with Los Valdores. Finally, Taqueria Juarez, uh, 7.875 average for the tacos. 8.7 on the restaurant. That gave me an 8.2875. All that to say, Dos Hermanos was my favorite wow, taco Wow, are you place. serious? Yep. It g- came in with a, the total score of 8.775, which just beat out La Eridura by by whatever that is, two-tenths of a point. Wow. 8.75, 8.775. But here, and here's the other thing. We is that even two-tenths? I, I mean, don't know how But here's the thing. Works. Here's the other thing, too, and this matters, location, yeah. right? I mean, it is just a hop skipping a jump away from us <laughs> on behalf of all of us here at Midway, i would like to take this opportunity so to I, apologize so i think what it comes down to for me is that taqueria la eradura and dos hermanos both have excellent tacos i actually prefer the environment of la eradura the sauces all yep. that stuff over dos hermanos the cucumbers the cucumbers the consistency though i think is what brought it out which is why dos hermanos gets the victory there at the w and i think we all agree with and that. it was the most crowded when you say if if I mean, it's yes. hard because but larger was crowded but hermanos was just packed it was like packed. that that line and it was, was raining and it was raining that day and it's cash only and it was cold I'm sorry go ahead john if anyone would like to it listen back <laughs> To that and check JM's math and write it out. <laughs> show your work. Show the work. And email that into us. I will buy you tacos you know at Dos Hermanos. Gordo's Gordo's man, 18 total taco score. Just awful. <laughs> really? I I will say that was the most surprising exp- yep. for me. It almost needs another try. Like, I almost feel like it, I know. maybe it was a bad day. I All right, know. ladies and gentlemen. That's it. Hold That's on. It. Let me pull it. up the theme song here. You That's heard it. it here on Shades Midweek. The official winner of the Shades Midweek Taco Tour. Ladies and gentlemen, Dos Hermanos by unanimous vote. Unanimous. I can't believe we all voted on the same one. That's I mean, per- that really says something. And you guys just went with your heart. I went I, by the raw data. I, I put it in. I don't know if you guys know this, but we got this new thing at the end of the year. It's called the Shades Midweek Data Cruncher. And so I put all of the info in it. And when I put it in there, I hit this button. It goes beep, boop, beep, pop, beep, pop, 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 yep. beep, pop, beep, that, pop, beep, pop, That's the official noise. And then uh-huh. out comes the raw data. And that's Man. what it said, Dos Hermanos. Unbelievable. I'm picturing like a fax machine. So Please record that <laughs> so that we can play it anytime we want to say we want to feed something into the Shades Midweek Data Cruncher. <laughs> well, oh I had to feed word. a lot of things in the Data Cruncher because guess what? It's a year in review. It's time for those 2022 stats that I know you've all been waiting for when it comes to Shades Midweek. That's right. All right, you guys ready for this? I got Let's a few. Go. I got some fun ones here. Let's go. All right, in 2022, Shades Midweek had 7.4 thousand downloads. 7.4 thousand. Wow, that's that's pretty awesome. Wait, so what does that mean? Downloads. That's downloads. 7,400 downloads, that, Brad. So, like, if I 7,400. So, like, if I subscribe, 7.4 makes on, it sound like more. I go on, you know. So I go 7. on 7.4k. So if I go on podcast and press subscribe, then doesn't it download every episode? If 
from the moment you hit subscribe, it will download every episode heading forward. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, no, that's not, not necessarily... To... There's no way to actually track listens. You right. can only track downloads. Or can we? Our uh, b- Facebook what? probably can. That's true. <laughs> no doubt. Our best month in 2022 was June. We had 952 downloads. Man, in that wow. I wonder June. what the... I wonder what the episodes were in June. Well, we'll get to that. Okay. We have now surpassed 20,000 total downloads. We have 21.5 thousand downloads wow. of Shades wow. per week. Wow. For the last three years. Look at that, guys. That's pretty crazy. And Our, that's the Im- membership size that we're aiming to, right? It shades right. is 20,000, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, any guess on our top five countries uh, that listened in 2022? I, I'm going first. <laughs> United States. Okay. Number one is the United States. Very Bam. good. Number, number two. Number one. Didn't uh, even try. Poland. No. no. Incorrect. I don't. Hold on. Let me see if I got a. Do I have a buzzer? Oh, I do. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm going to go. Canada. Yes, ding, 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 ding. I don't have a ding, ding thing. Uh, but yes, Canada was number five. Number five. Oh. Okay. All right. I'm going to go with uh, uh, Nepal. No! Where'd oh, they wow. move to? Uh, Bangkok. Thailand. Thailand? Yes, Thailand. Okay. Number two. Oh, number, number two. two. Wow. Look at the nunnally the... spreading the love over there. That's right. All right. Any, any guesses uh, for three and four? England. Mexico. <laughs> Brad's just naming things at this point. Spain. Really? So oh. Is it... What continent's it on? <laughs> yeah, give us a hit. One is in the Middle East. Oh. I actually... I'm not really good with the other uh, origin uh, continent. Israel. But, but one of them is the Middle East. Turkey. You're just going to name all the countries you think of in the Middle East? Iran. Uh, Iraq. Afghanistan? United Arab Emirates. (laughs) Saudi Arabia. Yes, Saudi Arabia. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Wait, what number is that? Number four. It beat out Canada. My word. If you're listening from Saudi Arabia, would you please email us midweek at shadesvalley.org? Because we are shocked that you're part of the conversation. I, All right, how many I, other I countries know. are we missing? Just one. Just one just other one. country. Let me tell you what it is. Yeah, just go for it. Cambodia. Oh, oh yeah. No, yeah. Should have known Number that. Three. Yep. So United cool. States, Thailand, Cambodia, Saudi Arabia, and Canada. There Top you go. five. We recorded 48 episodes in 2022. We missed a few there. Longest episode in 2022. Which which one do you think it was? Oh man. Longest. This one. Um, no, uh, it may end up being uh, this one. longest. Um, I, I remember there being one that was. I bet it was the Shade Songs one. The that one was close, but it was not the longest one. Oh, yeah, it's going to surprise you. Okay, go for it. Shades, I have no idea. Shade Cinema, the Batman. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that one was long. It clocked in at an hour and forty six minutes. Woo. An hour wow. and forty six. No, we got. I got to tell Caleb that. Who all had the stamina out, out there to, to hang with us? All right. Well, how many? So much to talk about. How many minutes of Shades Midweek do you think we recorded in twenty twenty? Well, if there were forty eight episodes, on average, getting close to an hour, some going over. I'm going to go with fifty seven hours. Wow. <laughs> Wow, it's 3,416 minutes equal to about just under 57 hours, 56.9333. Wow. wow. Price is right rules, I lose. Unbelievable. I yeah, round, you should go on there. I, I rounded it up to 57 hours. That's 2.375 days of Shades Midweek in 2022. Amazing. Guys, we spent 2.35 days recording, sitting at, around this table looking at each other. Yeah, probably That's, a little longer than that Probably we stuff out our average. <laughs> episode length is just over 71 minutes at one hour and 11 minutes I, right. I feel good with that yeah yeah all right we had 27 guests in 2022 now this wow. does this does not include like people that we called uh randomly on the phone, on the phone. Yeah. okay okay these are actual now we may have talked to some of these guests on the phone but they were planned but yeah, they were interviewing yes yeah, yeah okay. so uh, here's a little list we got here josh and meg mcclung reverend thomas wilder isaac adams austin Souter, shay wall Christy Crump, Michelle Ballou, Brooke Primo, Connor Gaeta, Doug Abernathy, Mike Sloan, 
Dr. Matthew Lapine, Anton Ivanov, uh, Jeff Stalkup, Cassidy and William Ashley, Caleb Stallings, Ross and Lane Lackey, Daniel Lawson, Emily Grace Ames, Lisa Theus, Jeremy Moore, John Ball, Mark Lewis from the EFCA, and Holly Hafes. Yeah, man. man. What had, a lineup. We had a few of those guests that I wrote down that appeared more than one time. Yeah. Josh and Meg appeared twice mm. on the show. Shay Wall, Brooke Primo, Doug Abernathy, and Cassidy Ashley all appeared twice. Wow. Eventually, we Shay's have to go back weird. and like do a official tally for who's been here, like how many times and all that. We're going to yeah. have like a five, five, five time award club Maybe we'll have an award ceremony. We had eight Meet a Member episodes, three Pastor Facts episodes, two Shade Cinema episodes, two SVCC Greatest Hits, and seven episodes centered on missions, wow. which is kind of a big cool. one yeah. Love throughout that. the year. Big mission highlight. I tried to go back and count the emails that we received in the corridor, so I don't know how accurate this is. We had several episodes dedicated to the email corridor. Yes, it says we, we, had, we had 21 emails. Oh, in wow. The wow. That's awesome. That's awesome. Thank you to everybody who emailed in. Look yep. at that. All right, you guys ready for this? Is the last thing I have, and then we'll move on. You guys ready for the top ten most downloaded episodes of 2022? Let's Shit. do it. Let's top do it. ten. Yeah, run, top run 10. through those first five pretty quick. I will. All right. Episode. Uh, so number ten was episode 119, the five myths of uh, mental health with Dr. Matthew Lapine. There you go. 159 yeah, right. downloads. Episode 105 was the Wanderings debut album from Shades nice. podcast, nice. and at 163. Uh, number eight was episode 110, Roe versus Wade, received 165 downloads. So it was yeah. in the top 10. Yeah, it was one of the larger news stories from this past year. Yep, 100%. Number seven, episode 95, was a Pastor Facts episode titled The Genetic Fallacy. Oh, fun time. popped in in the top 10 there. Yeah, that's where we yeah. talked about the origins of the Enneagram. Interesting. All right. Mm. Number six was episode 108, Mom Guilt in the Gospel with right. Emily Grace wow. Ames, which is a great episode that Brad yeah. and Brooke uh, ran. It was awesome. All right, you guys ready? Here's the top five. Here let's we do go. it. Let's do it. I'll try to go through this drum roll quickly. Number five, episode 100, Midweek Live. Yeah. Wow. Midweek Live. Woo! How much fun was that? Yeah, that was nice. so much Dude, fun. it was a blast. So much fun. It I can't believe it. It happened. Can you and believe we well. did that? We did a live episode of Shades of Midweek last year. I can't believe it. That was pretty crazy. All right, episode four, episode or uh, sorry, number four, episode ninety-eight. <laughs> questions from Doug. Dude, look at Doug breaking into the top five. Number four, it had two hundred and thirty-one downloads. <laughs> <laughs> questions from Doug. Oh, now you I notice love it. you notice part two is not even in the top ten, so. Think, think, uh, you know. I think things <laughs> took Lost a turn. Interest. <laughs> Lost some interest down there. Uh, we love Doug here at the show. <laughs> love you, Doug. All right, episode three. This was a bit of a surprise. Uh, number three, episode 114, our talk of poet priest, Andy oh, Squire's yeah. album. Yeah. All right. 248 downloads there. Nice. Amazing. Yeah, that was kind of an interesting it, one. Very interesting. All right, number two. <laughs> This is uh, a Meet a Member, episode 97, Meet a Member, Holly Hafes. Wow. 258 downloads. I, the woman behind the man. I'm taking that to the bank, guys. I'm taking that news home. You want to tell her? That's I'm right. Like, I'm like, babe, you think nobody likes you? Check this out. Number one. <laughs> number one. I feel like Jonathan is not going to like this one. Uh-oh. <laughs> Number one, with a total of 265 downloads, just etch, edging out Holly's 258, a meet a member with Jeff Stalkup. <laughs> Boo! He was the, oh, no. Jeff Stalkup was the number one most downloaded episode. We cannot of tell him that. His head will yes. never fit through the door again. Yes. Oh, my word. He can never know. He can't. No one tell him, please. He can never know. <laughs> No, that's, that's great, man. That's amazing. I love it. I love it that our most listened to episodes, our top two, were yep. Meet a Members. Members. I, yep. I love that. That's awesome. You know, because, I mean, while, yes, we, we want to put out quality content with some good interviews uh, from people like Matthew Lapine and Isaac Adams, and, yep. uh, and we want to dive into some theological questions here through, like, the Pastor Facts episodes or even do fun cultural things like album reviews and movies or talk about hard things like Roe v. Wade. Like, mm -hmm. at the end of the day, like, we're a local church. We're a local community. 
and this is just another avenue of us connecting together as a yeah. community and um and sharing our life in Jesus together. And so that's really awesome. It's cool. I think that that those are some of the most listened to episodes. I love it. I yeah. love it. Good stuff, JM. Now, that's what I had this year. So it was an eventful year. Can I tell you guys, I don't think we've sh- shared this with the midweek episode. We had, uh, I don't know if these both happened in 2022, but there was one episode that remains lost forever that oh. I don't think we've discussed. Jonathan was actually gone, and Brad and I were able to secure an interview with Andy Squires. And I have told uh, just a couple of people this uh, before he came to Shades, actually. So it was leading up to his concert at at Shades Valley Community Church, and we secured an interview with Andy. He was gracious enough with his time, and uh, it was a wonderful, wonderful interview. We asked him about multiple songs off of his record. He went into deep detail in describing and just talking about uh, the writing process and what those songs meant to him. He talked about how he grew up. At one point, he said, and I quote, you know what? I've actually never thought about it like this before, but I think the entire album is blank. Is blank. All that to say... And you can't remember what went in that blank? I can't remember what he said. Uh, all that to but say... But I remember him saying that, and I was like, wow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, about 10 minutes into the interview, something happened on the computer, and I could actually <laughs> see it through my monitor, I believe, but it looked like that the audio files stopped uh, stopped showing up, but it was still recording. The session was still going. It was moving. But all of a sudden, there was no more audio like wave files that I could see. And sure enough, uh, it cut out in the middle of the interview for such a substantial amount of time that there was no salvaging uh, the interview once we got things back up and running again. And I didn't have the heart to tell Andy that we lost it. <laughs> so maybe he will come back this year. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. And we can that's a resolution for midweek. We'll it, actually put out the episode. Right. In the meantime, we're taking donations for upgrading our equipment here at Shadesman. I'm just kidding. No doubt. <laughs> oh my word. But yeah. No, man, that's awesome. Yeah, that's it was a great year awesome. though for midweek. I, I had a, a blast. great year. I had a, man, blast. a lot happened. Yep. yep. A lot happened in the years all. I think maybe just to to finish up our time here together. I've got a huge list of just things that <laughs> happened at Shades. Um and and yeah, I, I don't have to go through all of this by any means, but just kind of reflecting still on 2022. In a way, it felt like a really long year. Like, I mean, most years to me, I think at this point in my life, feel like they fly by. But for some reason, like this one, I think it's because of it having so many distinct phases Um, just felt much longer. When I, when I look at everything that happened in the year, I'm like, that happened this year? That wasn't several years ago? So, mm-hmm. so part of this, I think, is like when the year started, we were still in two services. Like, wow. Yeah. I mean, doesn't that seem like several years ago? That yeah, feels like forever ago. Right. But we were still in two services. Um, and then we kind of had a distinct phase in the spring of going back to one service and really starting everything back up. A really distinct phase in the summer. And I think because it, it was like doing everything again for the first time. Because we hadn't done it in two years, you know? So it was like doing, mm-hmm. uh, starting up all of our teams again, doing children's ministry for the first time, doing coffee for the first time, doing events for the first time, you know? Um, I mean, our women's retreat that happened, it was the first one that had happened in several mm-hmm. years. So I think for those reasons and more, like it just felt like such a long year and not in a bad yeah. way. Like even when I reflect on where we went sermonically and theologically, like throughout the year, like when we started the year, we were still heavily in the Sermon on the Mount. That feels forever ago to me. Yes, it does. But we did like from there we did the cultural conviction series and then we started into Judges, which we're going to get started back into here really shortly. Had our Advent for All series. Um yeah, I mean it was just I don't know, is is really cool. On a personal note, uh when the year started, uh Levi was shorter than my wife <laughs> and he is not now. Oh um, wow. And his hair was shorter than mine, I think, and it is not now. He's got that uh, long hair. Well, when I saw him on Christmas, I was like, I, didn't you have long hair like that when you were a teenager?" No, I I had it no, I I can't blame it on my teen years. I had uh <laughs> I had long hair and I say that his actually looks better than mine. Uh He's did. got good hair. He you does. Tell him mine, mine is straight as a board. 
And so it just doesn't have that same kind of whatever. Anyway, Waviness, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was older. I was like 20, okay. 21, 22. Okay, never mind, never mind. But anyway, uh, Holly and I uh, started taking Taekwondo last January. We've That's been doing right. it for a year now. It feels like we've been doing it for five. <laughs> so anyway, mm. yeah, just, just a lot happened. And thinking about just uh, – let me just list a couple of things that happened just to kind of give you – an idea of just how much life happens in a community over a year. Mm. So baptisms, Nicholas Coker, Evie Primo, my daughter, Talitha, was baptized. Weddings, Alex and Kristen Rogers, Hudson and Keller Huffam, which that was the outdoor wedding that got rained on, which was such a blast. Uh, Jolie and Nicholas Coker, uh, Anna and Aubrey Harper, births. How about this list? I'm just going to read first names for you. Eloise, Theodore, Vivian, Zeke, Gary and Virginia Abernathy. Oh, sorry. That gave the <laughs> twins the last name. Uh, Elizabeth. And then, of course, Elizabeth Ann Brown. Ah, that's was right. A birth there, too. And so a lot of life Amazing. happened for you, Bradford. A lot of life. That feels like a year ago. Doesn't it? <laughs> um, thinking about what happened in missions. I mean, we had seven mm-hmm. midweek episodes about missions. I mean, a couple of those were with the McClungs, and we've watched them go through several phases and now finally about to move to Poland. We watched the Nunnelies. Uh, get into Bangkok with their new organization, A21. Uh, Shay led a trip with Christy Crump and Michelle Ballou to Thailand and Cambodia. We continued our partnership with Green Springs. I mean, just so much. Think, think about, how's this for you, uh, thinking about the year? Think about what happened facilities-wise. Uh, the kitchen was completed this That's last big. year. Wow. Can that we get feels a hand like, clap for that? That feels like ages ago. But the kitchen it was functional. completed. We got the new playground equipment. Uh, mm-hmm. We got all the Culture City stuff put up for uh, helping kids with special needs. And then probably the biggest facilities or <laughs> campus thing, the parking lot revolution. <laughs> the parking lot revolution. It's now officially a year old this month. So wow. Amazing. Yeah, I mean, just so much happened. Uh, we did the midweek live episode. Uh, we went through the grace training as a church. Uh, and we're going to be implementing new policies to protect our kids here at Shades. We did our men's camp out in the spring. We had the Andy Squires concert. Uh, The Shades Collective dropped their first album. We brought back the hoedown. We did our first decorating party for Advent in several years. I mean, Mm. it's just nuts. That was our, uh, What was it not our first Easter Sunday inside? Yeah. In, uh, in since, since, since 2019. Yeah, well, 2019, yeah, would be the last time we had service. Like full, yeah. full on, yeah. 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 It's crazy. When I think about the things that are probably most uh, personal um, for this last year, uh, I think uh, what has happened with uh, us staff-wise at Shades. So I think about um, John Kegley's time came mm-hmm. to a close here. Love the Kegley's um, and so thankful for all they invested here. Um, we, Brooke Primo came on, uh, and restarted our children's ministry and her time is coming to a close. Jolie's coming on. Mm -hmm. When I think about the things that happened in our individual lives, um, it's, I mean, we already mentioned your, uh, Brad, your surgery and the birth of your daughter. Yep. Those are definitely in the order of importance to you that those things happen. 100%. (laughs) Um, John Mark, I think about yours and Ashley's continued pursuit of adoption. So it's basically like y'all are expecting child right. number three. Right. Um, and yeah, I mean, just so much life. So much life. Uh, if you guys want to share anything personal, you're more than welcome to. My the last thing I'll say about this year, like personal things for me um, that were really significant. Um, I. I bought a motorcycle again. <laughs> and yeah. I, I know that doesn't sound like a big deal probably to most people, but I thought I would never be able to ride again after my back surgery. Um, and it's just good for me, like just mm-hmm. to get to get out and ride. And that leads to my second, second thing. Um, this has been the best year for me personally, mental health wise that I can think of. In Praise my God. Life. Like my mental health has been, really stable for a long time now. And I'm just very, very thankful to the Lord. And then the last thing I'll say is that um, in February of last year, I completed 10 years uh, at Shades Valley 
um, which was a, a huge milestone for me as well. And I'm just very grateful to the Lord for his sustaining grace. And um, yeah, so just thankful for, and, and so incredibly thankful, not just for this place and getting to be a part of it and for getting to raise my family here, but really thankful that I've pretty much been given the joy of doing 99% of that time uh, alongside of you two gentlemen. Mm. And that's just not common these days. Mm. And so just really, really thankful for that. Mm. So anything you guys want to share? So those are just some highlights from Shades and then just a couple of personal thoughts here at the close. You guys got anything you wanted to to share from your personal lives that I didn't steal from you to mention? (laughs) No, no, no. I mean, uh, I don't have to go into it too much, but you mentioned it already, just the – the Shades album finally being released. I yeah, mean, man. this was something that had been in the works since like 2019. Mm-hmm. And so through COVID and through all of that and trying to get the money together to mix and master and get the artwork together to put it out and then to, you know, for that to culminate with the release in April of last year and just to get feedback and to know that people have been enjoying it and streaming it, listening to it and supporting us through buying T-shirts and mugs has been really awesome. And so we... We have uh, a big year planned, and I, I think we're going to get back into the groove of writing again. That's something that, that's that awesome. dropped off last year. So we want to write again. Uh, we Last year we started working on uh, a record with Jeremy that I'm excited about. We put out a single, and hopefully that the rest of that record comes out this year. So music-wise, music I, I had a blast last year and hope to uh, to do a lot more uh, this year than I did last. And obviously, with like you mentioned earlier, our family, we, uh, we did quite a bit of fundraising for the adoption, especially towards the end of last year. And by the grace of God, uh, we are officially fully funded Dude. for said hey, adoption. For whenever it happens. Awesome. For yes. whenever it happens, because it is a process. If you have any questions about it, many, many people always have questions. They don't always understand the process, or they have certain misconceptions about it. Uh, you feel free to reach out. I'd I'd love to answer any questions and talk about it to any of you. But um, we're fully funded. So at the whatever time uh, God has set aside for us, um, we'll we'll be ready financially, which was a huge burden um, on us. And uh, but just man, just so grateful. Uh, to see the Lord just come through like that, so um, so that was huge for us. But yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything else, Brad. You you have anything? You've had an eventful year. <laughs> yeah, I, personally, uh, one of the things that comes to mind is that I I'm currently in a program, as many of you know, clinical mental health. And you have to do an internship for that, and so I started that internship at an addiction recovery center in Birmingham, Alabama, Birmingham Recovery Center. And so Shades has graciously allowed me to spend some time there during the week. And it has been uh, an amazing experience. It's been extremely humbling. I really love the staff there. They've been great to work with. I've got to learn a lot about substance abuse and addictions in general. And my goal in going into this program was to get a foot in the world of psychology and mental health and to take some of those resources and be a place uh, in the church where we can talk about mental health and we can reflect on all the good in the world of psychology and counseling and addictions. We can reflect on that theologically. You know, how do we think about all this as, as Christians and how do we bring this into our lives as disciples of Jesus Christ? And so really thankful for that opportunity and going into 2022, I'm going to be able to pursue a uh, certificate uh, as a sexual addictions therapist, which I'm really excited about. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that and some of the opportunities that will come from that. So, yeah, uh, it's it's been busy, but uh, my passion has, has grown, these kind of two passions, psychology and theology, mental health, and the church. So... That's what I think when I think back on the year. And I think too, it's, I still think, I still feel like we're coming out of COVID in some ways. (laughs) Like, I mean, just the effects that it had on this community, uh, not all bad. I I still think we're kind of experiencing and seeing it kind of play out. Um, I think we're seeing this 
you know, on a large scale, even with just with people moving and mm. changing careers and all of that. And I've said something like this before, but I really think that the Lord used that season to just deepen my love for the local church. I mean, I know that that season for a lot of pastors was marked by burnout and completely leaving the ministry and, and so on and so forth. And I mean, I get it, <laughs> uh, but I think the Lord was very gracious to us and he has been gracious to me. And I think it's also just a testament to our members and their devotion to this church, their spiritual maturity, their love for the body. And so I really feel like that season was a refining season for this church. And so I feel like I'm beginning to experience some of the fruit from that. And that really is a deep love for our, our congregation. So I, I think uh, I got to see the fruit of that in 2022 as well. Well, you mentioned that. <laughs> Sorry, I just wanted it to be a punk. You mentioned that, and we had the episode where I came back and talked yeah, about being yes, a dad. Yes, yes, I've yes. said stuff. A child know, is born, yep. I know. I've said stuff, that's hey, right. when is your 10-year anniversary at Shades? It technically passed. Oh, did um, it happen already? Yeah, we did a great job of recognizing it, as you can uh, tell. Um, I don't even fashion. I don't even know what I started here. I, I actually to be completely to it, honest, I'd have to get it from Scott to get the official. I am pretty sure it was in October of 2012. Oh, well, happy ten year. I'm um, not not 100 percent sure, but that's all right. The recognition is simply being able to be here with you all today. Well, you know, yours is coming up this uh, this year. This year, it, it'll August. be August. Yeah. That's right. Man, I started in mid August of 2013 as a part time wow worship leader here. So yeah, my ten years and th- and this uh, I've actually been at Shades longer now than I was at Church of the Highlands. So that yeah. that's been the case wow. I think since last year. Yeah, so, yeah, pretty wild. Man, well, I've been here not, for a long time. Not to get your hopes <laughs> up, but for my ten year, they gave me a new car. <laughs> wow. So, okay. <laughs> I can't yeah. Wait, that was secretly. Guys. Secretly. No, I'm just kidding. You haven't seen the Maseratis? Oh my around? word. <laughs> anyway. All right. Just pay for mixing and mastering for the next record. There you I'll go. Be, there <laughs> just do that. I'll That's be all you that. want. It's all you want for Don't Christmas. Don't tell Ashley I said that. Uh, <laughs> well, guys, it's been a crazy but good year in 2022, and I'm looking forward to 2023. And yeah. I can already tell you. That next year when we do this, or at the end of this year when we do this, uh, our longest album for, I mean, our longest episode for 2023 is going to be this one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think we're going to hear first. I think we're going to find one in us that's longer. We're we going to find one. Do. We're going to yeah. go find a movie somewhere we, we talk about for longer. We got something. And Brad, you're going to be gone for several weeks, so you're you're going to be out of midweek like pretty That's soon. That's right. I don't know how it's going to go on without me. Oh, we're going to make fun of you relentlessly and freely because we know you don't listen to anything. Maybe I'll chime in. <laughs> Maybe this new newfound space. Oh. All right. Well, we thank you all for listening throughout the entirety of 2022. Yep. Um Brad, yep. would you like to tell everybody what we'd like them to continue doing in 2023? That's right. Continue to listen. We are so excited for what we have coming up this year on Shades Midweek. Normally, at the end of an episode like this, you give kind of a, here's what you can expect. So I would just like to say that we are so excited because this upcoming year on the podcast, we're going to have Tim Keller in the studio. Michael Jordan has said that he's going to come on and sit down. We're really looking forward to an interview with him just to talk about his sports career. Who else, JM, have you tracked down and talked to? These are Brad Brown's campaign promises. (laughs) That's Uh, right. The Uh, reclusive Bob Dylan has actually agreed to come on. He doesn't grant a lot of interviews. 100%. Really excited to finally get DC Talk on the program. We've talked about them before. We've got all three of them. We've got the exclusive. They're coming back. Together. Paul McCartney has said he's going to come on. I mean, we're actually going to be hosting one of the next presidential debates. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Coming up in 2023. That's right. JM's going to be the moderator. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I forgot about that. We're really excited about that episode. Oh and that's just word. that's just to list a few. Yeah. We, that's just to list a few. We honestly don't have much planned. I know that we will do uh, <laughs> a number of meet members. 
We will, gonna be we will do a number of meet and members. We will catch up with missionaries. We'll have special guests. Should we should we share who we've we, got? We can. Up? We do have a few things on the books, <laughs> and our first special guest that we will have this year, or at least that's planned at this point, um, is Colin Hansen. That's right. Which we've had Colin, uh, the editor in chief for the Gospel Coalition. We have had him on the show before, uh, but he's going to come on because he's got a new book dropping. Uh, yeah. About none other than Tim Keller. I wonder, right. I wonder. If, I wonder if we could convince Colin to it's, call Tim yes. while he is oh, on the come podcast. On, gosh. <laughs> come on, it's it's an authorized biography. It's it's, an, well, right? it's, is it's, that how you would? It's not really a biography. Okay. It's it's in this in the traditional sense of a biography. Um, like it's less a narrative. It the subtitles like his intellectual and spiritual formation. I see. Okay. okay. So it's it's kind of less about like here's the narrative of his life in a chronological order, and more kind of like here is here's why Tim is who he is and how and how he came to be the person that he is. Because one of the things that I think Colin will talk about with us is that Tim actually talks about himself very little, mm. and and so this is kind of like. Uh, an exploration, if you will, into a peek behind the curtain. Yeah. Um, uh, like I know he taught, he did a lot of interviews with people who are close to Tim and he had permission to do all that. I mean, he obviously did interviews with Tim as well and with Kathy Keller yeah. and his wife, but, uh, but with a lot of people that are close to Tim, like I know he interviewed, for instance, Tim's college roommate who was there the night Tim became a Christian. Wow. Um, uh, he interviewed Tim's sister Crazy. where he got a lot of stories about Tim growing up in the home and stuff like that. So it definitely has some biographical uh, aspects to it, but it's not like your traditional kind of bi- – if you're a big biography reader, don't don't go into it expecting that. It's definitely not a critical biography uh, because a critical biography is more, more scholarly and trying to take an objective right. view, and Colin obviously yeah. has a close relationship and great respect uh, for Tim. But – but yeah, but we're he's gonna come on come and on. talk about his book, and yeah. so we're excited about that. That's great. Um, and I'm fairly certain one of our first meet of members this year will be with none other than Jolie Coker as she comes on staff. Yes, amazing. So yeah, we're excited. Awesome. And so now, Brad, I'll ask you once again: Would you like to tell everybody what we'd like them to keep doing in 2023? Well, email midweek at shadesvalley.org. Number mm-hmm. one. Yep, that's that's number what I was one. referring to. Right. Number and then, and then what? And number two, yeah. wait, I don't know where, where you're going. You mean the slogan or what? We, yeah, right. Oh, okay. Well, I was well. What I was oh, going to say, say, I was going to say, email us with your highlights. Yeah. Of 2022 bonus points if it's Shades Valley related. It can be personal though. We want right. to hear as you reflect on the year. It's good to reflect on the year. Yeah. The- and we want you to do so because Shades Midweek, you're part of the conversation. We're gonna have to record that. Cause y'all, y'all oh. can't be the ones that say that. Oh. I have it trademarked. I think we'll figure it out. You know what? We'll figure it out while you're gone. All okay. Right. This episode's been too long. <laughs> we'll see you next time.